Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to episode two of season two of the Ram Report. Season two. Uh, Want to apologize? We've been gone for a little minute, man. My co-host has been down and out. I was he, sick. It was crazy. He had to get. Uh, he had to get back right though. So I'm know. back, Blue Suede. In case you ain't know, <laughs> Blue. Uh, uh, Blue Suede shoes. <laughs> uh, call to action. As always, how we gonna start off, man? If you listen to the podcast, make sure you give us a five star rating or rate, rate us whatever you want. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, same thing for the YouTube dudes, man. If y'all dudes and ladies, uh, check us out, rate us, subscribe. We're trying to get low. Trying to get low. Trying to get low. Uh, we got some good topics for y'all. First one, we're gonna jump right into it. We're gonna talk about mental toughness. That's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot around basketball uh, in life as well. You know, but mental toughness. What does it mean? Uh, for me, you know, just kind of starting off and then we actually you know, turned over to my man, Ant. But for me, you know, I think when you're teaching anything, it's important to be able to describe at the, the most basic of levels. So there's a very clear understanding of what's being asked of you, right? So if you're telling somebody they need to be mentally tougher or you have been told you need to be mentally tougher, what does that mean? So now I'm just going okay, to Toss it over the ant, let you kick it off. Alright, um, once again, man, um, glad to be back. Welcome back to the Ram Report, everybody. Season two, I mean, yeah. Episode two. Um, but for me, man, um, I feel like, and I'm talking to the kids out here, to our players, you know, um, boys and girls. Um, I feel like y'all have goals, but nobody has never really broken down to you and really told you. Man, matter of fact, people have, I'm not going to shortchange the adults, and just didn't stick in, stick in your mental, stick in your head, that when you're chasing these goals, there's going to be problems. There's going to be issues. There's going to be things you have to overcome. Like, perfect example, like last week, I had a whole week planned. I was going to do the RAM report. You know what I'm saying? I was going to go to, uh, go coach, like a lot of different things. Wasn't able to do that because I was sick. Right. So, like, had to stay mentally tough to fight through, get myself straight, and then be able to continue doing what I'm doing. So, to make a long, you know what I'm saying, story short, it's just like, um, in games and in practice, um, nobody's embracing the struggle. Um, what you mean? Elaborate on that. Uh, perfect example. Um, kids in the gym practicing, I see it all the time practicing or working out kid missed five, six shots in a row drop his head get down himself cuss, that five shots in a row turns into missing 20 doesn't know how to figure it back right. turn it back on, big game call happens takes himself out of the game, coach tells him you have to come off the bench, like all these different challenges 
and guys just come up with different excuses instead of like just keeping their mind clear right. and understanding that it's the task that's at hand. Um, like, like with the practice example, practice is practice. We talking about practice. Not right. A, not a game. Not a game. Not a game. So, hey, so like, when you come to practice, you're literally coming to work on your shot. There's not gonna be a day where you make every single shot you take. There may be a game where you go five for five, six, six, but so there's gonna be some times where you miss. There's gonna be some times where you run into a bumping, or like, like face challenges. But what you have to do is to fall back on your understanding of the game, your self-belief and your, your self-confidence in yourself and continue to try with the same concentration, focus, and with the, I mean, with the same energy. You know, it's, too, it's a lot of times we're like, like, I see young players face a challenge and, they, and then after they face a challenge, they don't come back and swing with the same power. Right. Come back and fight it that much harder. It's just the next time they see it, because they already face it, they just immediately lay down. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Can you help me elaborate? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think, I think we're going to pluck a couple of nerves with that one because, like, I, I've seen it specifically as a scout, watching a player miss two or three shots, hang their head, and now their entire game is thrown off. Like, they... they that two or three shots leads to them having an entire game where they just are horrible. And that should not be the case. Uh, it should be something along the lines of, you know, being so ready, so prepared that if you do miss two or three shots, that you're mentally tough enough, you're mentally confident enough to take a fall shot. And this goes back to what you were saying, Ant, like, when you're practicing, you gotta give it your all, right? Because practice develops what what I like to call, or what is called, muscle memory. Yes. Right? So muscle memory is basically instinct, right? It's not you thinking about it, it's instinctive. Like, you could just do it, like getting up and walking. It's instinctive, you don't have to think, all right, let me extend my leg, let me put my foot down, let me bring the other one forward. It's just something you can do. So when you practice, you are developing that muscle memory. So when you're in the game, no matter what you're going through, you could have had a bad day. You know, it could have been a rough day in school. You could have missed an assignment. You could have, you know what I'm saying? You know, things could be, you know, a little shaky at the house. Whatever's going on, you gotta know when you're in between these four lines that, you know, you can rely on your muscle memory to do what it is you can do. Uh, and, and we talk about the shooters, right? Because that's 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 the most obvious one, right? And, and and again, I know I'm rough with some feathers, but the shooters are the most easiest to spot because you know once they miss that shot and they hang that head, you already know it's about to be a terrible game. And the thing is, basketball is so much more than just making shots. Yeah, that's the goal, but you can you know turn your energy towards something that that's not as difficult, like getting a rebound, you know playing hard on defense, cheering your teammates on, whatever may have you. Uh, but 
for the most part, you know, that that mental toughness allows you to do all of those things. It allows you to kind of come into practice, work on what you need to work on until it becomes habitual, it becomes a muscle memory. And then when it's game time, when the bright lights is on, when you locked in a cage with them dogs, because it's AAU season, you're going to have something to fall back on if, if shots aren't falling. Yeah, man. I mean, just to piggyback off what Ray's saying, man, it goes back to what we were talking about in season one. Like, another big example is, like, everybody's journey, man. It's just like, this basketball thing is not pieces of cream, bro. It's <laughs> not I get all the sneakers, I get to go to all – no, it's, it's eight or nine players in the country that get treated like that. And it's because, like, they have legitimized themselves as pros at this age. Like, Isaiah Todd doesn't live the same life as – as 98% of the 10th graders in the world. Yeah, I, I saw I saw an article that, that uh, on his spring break, he, he, was in a, he was in the gym for three days. Yeah. Well, okay, I mean, and, and, he, and the average kid. Well, I'm just talking about like perks though. Just yeah, like, oh, how, like yeah, it's yeah. like how he was at the Mickey game, and he was at like in the playoff right, game, and he was at the like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, but, like, he put, but he put in the work for it. That's, that's right? what I'm saying. Like, so what our kids see, or just what kids see is, they just see his kicks on Instagram. Right, the end result. Or they see his fit, and, you know what I'm saying? They ain't think about it. Like, And the only reason why I brought him up is to tell you is just like, there's a lot of people in the NBA, there's a lot of people making money overseas that you didn't even know played. Mm. That you didn't even know, like that you didn't see on TV at Carolina do. Like, that you don't know, like, like you ain't know Scotty Pippen, like Scotty Pippen played at Central Arkansas. Where? Like, Central Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like everybody's journey is different. Like, JUCOs, prep schools, you know what I'm saying? Several JUCOs had to go D3, D2, D1. It's like, it's a crazy road. So there's going to be people that like you. There's going to be people that don't like you as a person. Mm -hmm. There's going to be coaches that like your game and think you're all world. And then there are going to be coaches that think you're terrible. There are going to be coaches that think your homeboy is better than you, and they're going to be coaches that think you're better than your homeboy. There's going to be coaches that let you get away with stuff, and there's going to be some coaches that don't let you get away with stuff. It's the name of the game. But what you have to stay consistent doing in mental toughness, the real, real breakdown I think of it is, is knowing yourself. Yeah. If you know what you can do, and you're not a prisoner of sticking to being that same person, meaning that you can adapt and you can use work and a work ethic to add other things on you to be able to, to be useful in any situation, then you're gonna have that mental toughness because you're gonna always have a tool in the bag that'll get you in the building. You're gonna have a tool in the bag that'll get you on the floor. Because like, perfect example, like, the whole talking thing that we talk about all the time on the floor. Like, you can be the worst player on the court, but if you just talk, it shows your mental toughness. Yep. Because it shows that you're not afraid in front of no matter what type, what body of people that you're in front of, that you're gonna speak, that you're gonna talk the game, that you're gonna keep your, your teammates, you know what I'm saying, juices flowing, that you're gonna make it in an event, man. That's what you have to understand. Like. You, in order to have mental toughness, you have to be 100% totally locked in. 
no matter what it is, whether it's basketball, whether that's exams, because exams are coming up for you high school guys, whether that's going to get a job, no matter what it is, man, you have to know yourself, you have to know what, know what you're good at, and not be afraid to get better, and not be afraid to be critiqued and criticized. Yeah, there's one more thing, there's something I thought about that you've mentioned, and I want to kind of point out to the audience, man. Mental toughness is for bad things, obviously, but it's also for good things, too, because that scenario you gave where, you know, the coaches think you're great or your mans in, in them think you're a great basketball player, you got to stay mentally tough against that, that those type of oh, scenarios, when they, too. Oh, when they go ahead and when they crown you too early. Right. Like, ninth grade, oh, this man's going to the NBA. He nice. Exactly. He's great. He got four or five mixtapes. Because what happens? The work declines. Right, you're not putting in that work no more because you think you arrived. Mental toughness, when you apply it in that situation, you like you should know. Nah, I'm not where I want to be yet, so I'm gonna keep working. Like perfect example, I'm gonna ruffle some feathers. We're gonna really see Seven Woods mental toughness, mm. real right now because this is what you got, and this is the situation. We're gonna I'm gonna leave you with this before we go to the next topic. That I want to leave all my young aspiring players with. Seven Woods, 14-year-old, Jokers comparing him to Dennis Smith Jr., one of the best players in the country, right? Dennis is already, the guy they compared him to the most is already in the NBA. Sec, uh, shout out to him today, uh, second team, second all, team. All, rookie. All, yep. all rookie. That's, that's big time. And, and honestly, I'm going to keep it real, folks, like, that's going to be his worst year. Like, yeah. yeah like, like, now, moving forward, it's, like, a, it's about to be wrapped. <laughs> Low-key, everyone in the West, I would say he'll be on the All-Star team next year, but he in the West, right. so that, that's... Stuff. So, all right, let's go back to seven, right? 14 mixtapes, Mr. Under Armour, had a whole AU program, Carolina Wolves. Mm -hmm. They still living off that, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, boom. Goes to Carolina, Carolina right? Mm -hmm. mm, Joe Barry. Joe Barry, Joe Barry, Joe Barry, right? Just so happened that he came to Carolina behind one of the best point guards to ever play in Carolina. Right. Now think about this, fellas, and all my guys that really on the yeah, I wanna go ACC. That's what's up. Kobe White coming that thing in a month. Fresh off dropping 41 at Josh Level Classic. Shout out to Josh Level. We're gonna talk about that. Smacking Joker's hand. Mm, touch me, man. Don't touch me. Get, touch me, get man. Off me. 41, man. 41, man. These 41 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, so let's see his mental toughness. Right. This supposed to be seventh year. He got two years left. Kobe White coming that thing, McDonald's All-American, Jordan Brand, like top top 25 player in the country. Like, I don't know, bro. I don't really feel like he's just gonna lay down. No. So now you're gonna get to see what mental toughness, but this is my question for you moving on to the next topic. All my expiring high major so-called guys, like, how you gonna act in that situation? So I'm saying, you've been sitting for two years. A lot of y'all wouldn't even wouldn't have been meant to tell, but with a dip, with a yeah. transfer. With a dip, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And you got to think, you know what I mean? The, the little the little spotty men in seven did get, it looked horrible. You know what I mean? I, I haven't seen that one flash of the mixtape phenom. Ray going a little too far. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been a flash. Oh, been three on. flashes. Okay. All right, three flashes. It's fine. It's fine. I get you can it. Google it. You, you the Carolina guy, so I, I, I leave it alone. Right. I'm not trying to be up, man. <laughs> but he he is not nearly lived up to that expectation. Yeah, he really threw my man out there too. Like, yo, he's horrible. Yo, I didn't say he was horrible. Son. I just say he hasn't lived up to the expectation. Yo, that's, he has that's not. Harsh, man. Talk about my man like, like, like you. Yeah. 
saying, Marquise Bolden or something. My fault. <laughs> chill, chill. My fault. Well, with that being said, man, we're gonna, we gonna roll right into the next topic, man. Um, and, and this is this is this is for everybody. Y'all, are you coachable? <laughs> Say it again. Players, boys and girls, are you coachable? And as coach, right, tucking in the shirt, about to get ready for this. So, so what we talking about? Saying, and, and I got some perspectives as a scout, but I know my man 50 grand, the coach has some, 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 in the uh, some crazy, but like, you know, we're going to jump right into it. Like we're going to, I want you to elaborate. We got to educate you. first. Okay. We got to educate first. That's how we have to hit. Okay. So like coachable meaning. So be, coachable, being coachable is the ability to take critique and instruction. Mm-hmm. The ability to take critique and construction without, I mean, instruction without rebuttal. All right? So what that means is somebody's going to tell you you did something wrong. The coach is then going to try to give you instructions and teach it to you. And your job is to do it without a rebuttal. Right. Your coach is going to give you an expectation, a style of play, and he expects you to do that whether he's there or not. Right. Um, for me, this is one of the biggest flaws that AAU has created. Uh, I don't think it was as present, you know, when I was growing up. Like it, it was, it, it was, it was some, but like, but the consequences were dire. And plus, the programs were so elite and so few. Right. That you knew not to even come in there with that nonsense. Because you couldn't go nowhere else. And then, a lot of parents back then, what the parents said went. Like, a lot of times, I hate to be rude and be funny, but I'm going to call a spade a spade. Like, these days, a lot of kids run the household. A lot of kids have choices. That shit is wrong, too. So, that's your issue. Like, if you're a kid and you're watching the Ram Report right now, and you run your household, you went for a world of trouble as an adult. Right. Go ahead and tell you that now. You telling your mama, yo, shut up. I do what I want. I go when I want. You foolish. Okay? You foolish. <laughs> okay. But that's a whole other story. Make you know sure you subscribe. The fans is point. asking for some more personality from coach. So I had to give it to him. Your ass crazy. You out here trying to tell your parents what to do. But to make a long story short, man, um, what I'm seeing right now is a lot of, this is the question I'm trying to propose to Ray. Like, Two weeks ago, we had a tournament in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. I had a kid that go up on a fast break and smoke delay. So if you don't know what smoke delay is, you don't. <laughs> if you don't know what smoke delay is. He missed. That's when you <laughs> wide open or you went to the basket and you totally miss it. Like, you don't smoke a lay like if it rims around the right, rim. Right, right. Like, I'm out. talking the joint where it hit the glass. Hey, <laughs> that thing fly off. Smoke the lay. So he smoked the lay. Right. So I'm like Jackson. What you doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? He like, you know what I'm saying? He automatically talking. Man, that man, mom sat there on the front row and said, all you had to do. 
was go to the basket and use the backboard Ooh. and you would have made it. Right? <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Shout out to shout out, shout out to Mama Jackson, yeah. right? So he's still talking, right? He's still talking. Next time he go down, he does it and he goes, at this point, I tell him, I'm like, bro, I ain't even gonna say nothing else because she right. Right. You know what I'm saying? But well, my point is, why is it every time a coach says something to a kid these days, they either have to say something back or they walk off the court and mainly walk to the last seat of the bench and drop their head? What you're showing is that you're missing all the information. And that's why you stay the same place. Because I tried to tell it to you on the floor, you were still talking. So then three plays later, you make the same damn mistake again, so I take you out. Now I take you out, you walk on the court, which disrespects the game. You don't dap your teammates up, which shows you a, a bad teammate and you selfish. Then you sit at the end of the bench, which now furthers you from even having a good game because now you're having a pity party. Help me out, right? So, I mean, I when I think of coach, if I go back to that 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 picture that floats around of Michael Jordan looking at Coach Dean, I'm sure you've seen it where he's like laser fo like Dean is saying something, Jordan is just like laser focused on what he's saying, and I think that's coachable, um, and that's how that's what I expect any player to do, whether he's getting cussed out, taught, which is probably in the same breath, you know, getting cursed out, but you're also being taught at the same time. And then, you know, taking, taking whatever is being said to you, absorbing it, and applying it. So, I mean, like, from somebody, from a spectator, from somebody who sits in the stand and watches, I see all of those behaviors. Like, I'm watching the player jibber-jabber to his coach. Or what, what gets me more than anything is body language. He won't say nothing, but he's rolling his eyes. He's, you know, shrugging his shoulders. I'm telling you, when I kill me, walking off the floor. Yeah, that yeah. shit burns like me up. like like hustle your ass off the floor, man. Like you, like you, like don't be mad because I'm. You're trying to be taught. If you shut your mouth, even if you gotta learn or teach yourself to pretend to shut your mouth, do it because it will help you in life. Because guess what? If you think in high school basketball, your coaches or if you get to the next level, your college coaches are the only ones gonna yell at you in life. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till you get out into the real world in the workforce, and your boss yell at you. Your boss will fry you. Your boss will Nobody, fry you. Nobody, yo, and I'm gonna keep it real. Bosses get away with a lot of stuff, bro. Because it means sometimes you be wanting to square up because they know <laughs> they control your paycheck. Right. See now we 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 might be going over a little bit of y'all head right now because y'all y'all ain't there yet. Y'all probably get we a had to throw that out there. Y'all getting a little allowance from mom, dad. You know what I mean? So y'all don't understand what it means to kind of sacrifice and bite your damn tongue so you can get that check. But if you take basketball as seriously as we think you do or as you say you do, you need to learn to bite your tongue with your coaches. And let me add on another point, Tyler Red. Let me put some more, let me put some cheese on the sandwich. Fromage. Put some cheese on the sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is my next question to, to what we're saying. And this is for my players. And this is what I want you to think about. Are you talking and getting an attitude because you know it and you didn't do it, which is what is what I don't right. think it is, or is it because 
it takes a little bit of work and respect to be taught and to receive instruction and apply it. See, with this generation, you want it like you you the gangster on social media, and you, you you pop big on social media. But if I put you on front street in practice or in the game in front of everybody, then you don't want to do it. Right. When that's totally backwards because millions of people can see what you do on social media. Right. It's 12 damn people in practice, bro. And you don't want to do it. That's really not even going to talk about the shit after practice. So, <laughs> like, what I'm trying to figure out is they needed to see, the fans said they needed to see my personality more so. <laughs> Get the calves out. Like, my thing of it is, is it's just like, how much of an idiot are you? Like, by getting the attitude, you're, you're not receiving information that can change the play to help you out. By not getting taught, you're going to be the same player for years and years and years to come. So, you're losing on that play. You're losing in that game. You're losing in your career. And a lot of you have been playing like that for four or five more years. I yeah. mean, four or five plus years already. Like, people know you as the type that's lazy and don't want to work. Like, all my guys that, like, all the kids, all you hear from a lot of kids is, I want to stay in the game all the time. Like, mm -hmm. kids want to be there. But they don't give a damn about their production. Right. They don't give a damn about what they're actually doing. As long as they can run up and down, it don't matter. Like, fellas, like, purpose, results, expectations, instructions, like, all those things matter. Like, you have to be able to do what that man is asking you to do. Because what you don't understand is the Division I scholarship you're never getting it because you can't do one simple thing and that's be coached the reason why you not playing d1 is because your ass really won't go down there and set that screen every time <laughs> or, or you won't post up in the paint and you, you really like play defense like this <laughs> like you watch colleges all five people are moving I don't give a damn. Boston College was the worst team in the ACC. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. I know y'all yeah. boys like to go behind us on Twitter and fix chill, us. Chill, chill. We're not acknowledging them. We're not acknowledging them. Go ahead. Yo. They don't they, they, they don't. they want my personality. They don't so deserve our acknowledgement. You know what I'm okay. saying? I'm going to speak on that. Y'all brothers like to go behind us. You know what I'm saying? They say some things. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to make sure. But my point of this story is it's just like, even when you watch him play, that man, that man three passes away is still sliding over help side. His hands are still up, he's still attempting to box. I'm not even getting an attempt to box. Right. We're not getting an attempt to box. People are coming up court and our hands are not there. Like, that means you've never been taught, or you're not listening, or you're just outright refusing, which is not being coachable. Yeah. Like, you think it's your jumper, 
You think it's because you're not average 20. You think it's because all these, these different things, and it's all because you can't do three simple things that Voyager, where we are, our program, like one of my three like main situations about practice, my three main rules in practice, bro. Listen, retain, apply. So I tell you at the beginning of the year when you come in, man, you gotta listen, then you gotta retain what I'm saying, you have to apply it every time. So, so a couple of things. Because I, I, I want to make sure that people aren't confused. We're not saying that you, if the coach is barking on you, you should put your tail between your legs and cower. Like, if the coach is barking on you and you truly don't understand, it's okay for you to ask for an explanation. Or if he benches you because you smoke some, you got to eat that. But, like, if he's telling you, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, and you don't know, Specifically, especially if you're in practice, where this is the forum for that. There's nothing wrong with you coming to the coach and be like, "Hey, coach, can you help me out? I'm, I'm, help me understand what X is." But no, that's y what is. you need to be doing. Right. Yeah. Like that, that ain't right. no. I can't like. That's what they need to be doing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's a, that's also a part of being coachable. You being able to receive that feedback and ask respectable questions, not catching an attitude or any of this. You know this other shit that y'all like to do, like, and if y'all think, the other point I want to make, if y'all think I'm the only one that notices, <laughs> you out your damn mind, if you don't think college coaches at any level, D1, 2, 3, NAIA, JUCO, that they don't pick up on the same things. Like Coach Ann said, like, you think you need the average 30 to get a scholarship. More times than none, coaches look at you as somebody they can work with when they get you to their program. So what you really need to work on or be concerned about is being able to show at least flashes. But once you show that you're not coachable, they don't give a shit. They don't want nothing. They're not going to deal with that. Because they, they, they don't have to. Mommy and daddy can't save you at the next level. So like, you know, if you can, if you can do the little things well and show that you're coachable, you have a fighting chance. And let me get, let me drop you with this gym, man. Let me explain something to you. I, I'm, like, I'm tired of sugarcoating stuff. Like, yo, learning how to do something is hard as hell. <laughs> learning how to do something is hard as hell. Learning how to master something, there isn't even a word to explain how hard that is. Let me elaborate why though. Learning how to do something because you literally have to pick up a new habit, you have to focus, you have to put the time in, right? And you can learn it, right? It's like a new dance. But to master it, you have to do that over and over and over. All right, stop. Now, how many of y'all are doing that about your basketball game? Right, so this is, that, that's, that's my point. Like, that's my point right now that I'm trying to tell you. On top of the fact, with the whole biting your tongue thing, let's get specific. Specific. This is the last one. Bro, there are NBA players getting a million dollars playing for a team where they don't like the coach system. They're going to do what they need to do to get that check and get on the floor, though. Oh, absolutely. Every game. There's a lot of D1 players that's at the school. They may not like that system. They damn sure we keep that scholarship and keep the Nikes on, right? 
So who the hell is you changing all these teams, doing all these different things? Stop running from getting coached because eventually you're going to have to get coached. And then because you don't know or you're in this or you keep moving to a situation that benefits you, no answer is going to get exposed on the court. It's this simple parents and players. It's this simple parents, 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 parents. I'm going to keep saying it because y'all ass is hard-headed too. And players, either the coach can expose your child in a practice setting with 12 people, or you're going to expose your child after you spent, paid for tra travel, hotel, 25 for a weekend pass when he get his ass bust in front of everybody. You wait. I ain't talking about it no more. Right. Right. Say you wanted the person now. That's harsh. But it's facts. And you know I love me some facts. Um, so I mean with that, uh, I, I want to say there's another side to that, right? There's, there's, Move back! No, no. We're going to save it for another episode. Why? But I, I, I also want to help the parents and, and players know when is a good time to, like, yo, your situation ain't good. You got to bounce. Because they, they need to know that that other that other spectrum as well. We're going to get into that later. So what we're going to do, uh, real quick, I'm big, huge, tremendous shout-out to the boys that facilitated, ran, and organized the Josh Level Classic. Uh, it was an amazing event. Uh, basically, I'm speechless about it. I mean, it, they put together some of the best talent in North Carolina. Damn, Charles, I was trying to get some tick, big. <laughs> I mean, I was in the hospital, but yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, My yeah, man's held me down, though. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Netcast. They allowed me to do broadcasting for the first time, man. It was a dope experience. Um, but shout out to the players as well, man. They, they, they made it a great experience. They could have easily came out there, dilly dally, you know, do what All Star Games do, you know. But them boys out there competing, hungry. Again, shout out to Kobe White for making that joint um, entertaining more than anything. Uh, Joey Baker put on the show. Your boy GG did what he does. Um, great game. Davion, too. I mean, he only scored what, maybe four points, but. If, if, if you know basketball, you, you you can see like you can see right there the kid the kid is gonna got some smoke. He's gonna be telling. I think he could be a pro, bro. He gonna, I think he's a pro. He gonna, you heard it here. I think he's a pro, bro. That means you gotta work. Shout out to them boys don't, in Winston. Don't mention the Greensboro training. They look stupid on this show. Nah, 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 nah. Davion, he got a different chip. Dude. Yeah, I feel like I mean like I, I saw it. So um, you know, shout out to the Josh Level. But now uh, we're going to roll right into our spotlight report. I'm going to let co-host Ant kick it off, man. Who you spotlight this week? My spotlight player this week, um, I know my man going to watch. Uh, he watches every episode. Shout out to you. So really, man, this ain't, like, it's a shot. It's a spotlight. But, like, my spotlight isn't to spotlight you. I'm using this platform to talk to you. Because we be that cool. Um, my spotlight player of the week is Eliza Jameson. Oh. Lewisburg um, High School. Freshman. 20, I think 26, 5 and 5 a game this year. Yeah. As a freshman. But Elijah, man, um, you know, I love you, kid. Like, know you since you was a fourth grader. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand your why. You know, and I watched you grow up. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't hate on teams to talk about bad about programs because they they good, but 
Yo, I'm just gonna let y'all know at some point I'm coaching that man one summer. So just go ahead and put that out there. I'm coaching that brother one summer. Like, no matter what I gotta do, um, I had an opportunity to spend every summer with you until this past summer at the Raleigh Boys and Girls Club where I was your camp counselor. And just to see you grow into what you grow, uh, to what you are now, you know, it's only the beginning, man. The sky's the limit. Like, I'm reaching out on this platform to talk to you, tell you, man, don't stop. Like at this point now, it's time to match the gas. Like, I ain't hearing your name enough. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what the situation is. You know what I'm saying? I know it's a good situation. I know you win it. But I'm telling you this because I want you to hear this and get that much motivated and go to Terra Lane like you always do or get to the next gym like you always do and put that grind and that work in right now. I want you to see this shit and go outside and get a basketball and go hard because that's what we do. That's what's in you. That's what's always been in you. You average 26, five and five as a freshman. Easily one of the best freshmen in the state of North Carolina. And I feel like when it's all said and done, like, you know, the sky is the limit. Ain't no telling. I think power five. You know, it's time, it's time to grow and it's time to really focus on those, those few things that you feel like you ain't up to par at. Like, but, but you get it, you know what I'm saying? You're a student of the game, you know what I'm saying? And you have a why. And that's very powerful, man. And I want you to continue to do that, you know what I'm saying? And continue to put your family, you know what I'm saying? Mom do to your back. You know what I'm saying? They take us to the promised land, boy. But just because I ain't seen you or I ain't talked to you don't mean I ain't paying attention. Keep eating, bro. Keep eating. We got unfinished business, too. Guys, right, so my spotlight player this week goes to 6'9", power forward, 2020, Dayron Sharp. Yo, he's a monster! League him! Right now! League him! South Central High School. NBA! NBA! 16U. Big Western boys! He's already doing work, man. Like, he, he, I mean, like, I, it's very rare that I see players on a 16U team. You see my face? Get get offers. Got the Carolina offer. UConn! UConn. And we got a couple more ACCs in there, man. Like, yeah, the kid, the kid is literally like one of those you wish you had on your team right now. Oh yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like right he, now, program change everything. Cause he, he doesn't require a play. He crashes every board. Twinkle toes in the paint. Son. Like Son. he's super light on his feet. Oh, I'm a crazy fan. Got got the moves. Can step out and shoot the perimeter on the perimeter. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm think, so I think I think my time he a senior, he go yo. <laughs> So That's gonna be child's play. Hey, he'll go down and bang with you and push you in the rim. Oh yeah, you're banging him. Shout out to Hoops HQ, baby. Man, listen. Shout right. out to Hoops HQ. Shout out to Bucket Real. Uh, yo, all them boys, man. AKA Dayron Sharp, AKA Rack. 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 Shout out to you, man. But that that's my spotlight this week, man. Uh, and that's it, man. We done? We got any more? Yo, this is light. This is what we do. The professionals. It's about a low for us, man. It's the Rammy. Season two, personality coming out more. About to hit you with something different, right, curveball. Right. You know, a whole lot of different things. Ray got the altitude zone. I got the blue suede zone. We out, man, boy, this is what I do. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for checking us out, man. This is one half of the Ram Report. Ray Mason, I just wanted to give y'all a quick reminder. Make sure y'all hit us up on social media. We on Instagram, we on Twitter. Uh, but also, make sure y'all give us that five-star rating, man. Uh, we would really appreciate that. Drop a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. 
again, we do it for y'all, so we definitely want to make sure that interaction piece is there. So uh, go ahead and drop that comment rate. Give us that five-star rating. We out. <laughs>